0: You're building your own practice management software?
1: Are you crazy? Yeah, I'd love to actually tell a little bit about that because I I actually think that's going to be the, like the piece de resistance, like the the big thing that happens in 2022 for our firm is, you know, not having to hire another hundred people to do the same amount of work, but instead give them a better place and a more efficient way to do their work so that they can spend more time with their customers.
0: If you'd like to earn CPE credit for listening to this episode, Visit earmarkcpe.com, download the app, take a short quiz, and get your CPE certificate. Continuing education has never been so easy. And now, on to the episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Earmark. I'm your host, Blake Oliver, CPA, and I'm talking today with Chad Davis, co-founder and partner at Live CA LLP which is, according to LinkedIn, up in the greater Halifax metropolitan area. How are you doing, Chad?
1: Very good. I should probably update <laughs> LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> so that's where I'm from for, for tax residence purposes. But the firm, yeah, it's, it's based in Toronto uh, for legal purposes. And and fun fact, uh,
0: our lawyers get our mail. <laughs> so that, yeah. so that, that's how that works. And, and the reason I mentioned your location is because you are famous for... Being completely mobile, not only is your firm remote, but you have traveled around the country, the continent for how long now? Four years. And, so and you're, you're in an RV with your family, <laughs> and somehow you're running a firm. how How does this work?
1: Yeah, I think running the firm is is a loose term. I think when you're over a hundred people, uh, there's many, many, many people who are running it and making it work. So um, I've mostly been focused on the sales side the last couple of years and. Recently, I'd say in the last twelve to fifteen months or so have been putting a lot of effort into the development side of the firm, so I'm thinking that's probably why we're here to here to chat
0: today and i'm I'm really excited to chat with you in particular about a few things that are going on with your firm. You've got this new no code initiative. Did I see correctly? you've got four people on that team now or you're hiring uh, the fourth? yeah, the, the fourth one's being hired right now.
1: Oh, yeah, what a silly word, eh? No code. It feels like it so- should be banned already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, we'll hype it up and then it can be banned after we do this episode. So. Yeah,
1: I think it's one of those jump the shark terms.
0: Well, I'm I'm excited to talk about it and I I mean, the whole idea of no code is really exciting because uh, I, you know, I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer, but I've spent my whole career in accounting with technology and and doing a lot of what I think you would consider no code. Uh, but I I want to learn more about that. So, we'll get into that, but um you've also got this uh what what is it like a job board that you've created for accountants yeah that was really fun
1: i mean it's like think of think of a way to learn a tool it's what's better than to actually try to sell it and see if there's any validation so um yeah we put that together really quickly i mean you can lead this however you like for sure but with the the job board it was really just a sense of hey how can we learn bubble a little bit more in depth on the user and the email automations and the searching and the filtering and the database side without getting like too serious on a client task or on, on something like that. And when we put that together, it was just a no-brainer because I, like every single accounting firm in the world, uh, would love to attract you know any great candidate who wants to, to join what you're building. So yeah, that's that's a big focus for us is to just provide a place where job seekers can set up alerts on the types of jobs that they're interested in in any country, whether it's remote or physical or based on you know the type of computer or the perk or the apps they use, salary range, and mm-hmm. then get notified passively. So we're hoping that a lot of people that listen to podcasts like this uh, probably like are really smart and they want to maybe set up an alert and then let the job boards come to them instead of them having to sort through and find a job themselves.
0: That's awesome, and that was built with no code tools. So, perfect tie-in to the whole no code <laughs> discussion today. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get. I'd say, into that. I'd wanna... say there's
1: lots of code involved, but yeah, okay. on, the, on the on the surface, uh, it looks like it. But holy cow, is there ever is
0: there ever a lot of code in the background? Okay, you got gotcha. you. You're building an app. You then. know what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot in the last year. It's been incredible. Uh, it's a lot harder than you think. I have so much empathy now for developers. When we respect ask them too, in the yeah. accounting world, right respect, like we ask them to build something super complex or super simple. what we think is super simple turns out to be enormously complex in the background because they have to think about all of these edge cases that we just don't worry about. That's just one thing. Yeah. Uh, you're also you're also restructuring uh, LiveCA to allow for employee ownership, something that is exciting to me. Yes. want to talk yeah. about that? Awesome. Um, and you're building your own practice management software. Are you yeah. crazy? Yeah,
1: a little bit, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, lots of people that are in this the same boat too. And uh, yeah, I'd love to actually t- tell a little bit about that because I, I actually think that's okay. going to be the, like the piece de resistance, like the, the big thing that happens in 2022 for our firm is not having to hire another hundred people to do the same amount of work, but instead give them a better place and a more efficient way to do their work so that they can spend more time with their customers. So we're hoping for about a 30 to 40%. Uh, efficiency ROI on that project, and it's infinite. So lots of stuff in the beginning, but lots of planned planned work up there as well. So yeah, we can dive into that too.
0: So plenty to talk about. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit more about you and your firm. Tell me about Live CA. How many people uh, at the firm? You're up in Canada. You know who do you serve? Just give me the overview.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll and try it. to keep this short because you listen to this yeah. on other podcasts.
0: Like well, that was way too long. Uh, so uh, yeah, 100- let's just just do a, <laughs> Let's not spend ten. Let's not spend ten minutes. No, uh, of the beginning of the webinar talking about you know who everyone is. Let's just do the quick intro.
1: It's done. So Live CA, we I started uh, my company in two thousand twelve. My business partner Josh did the same thing. I merged up in twenty thirteen. Just the two of us uh, today. There's like one hundred and three hundred and four people probably 110 by the end of February. And the idea is that we've always been remote uh, from day one and have always been a zero firm. So we really just kind of cared about becoming a finance team for a company versus being an outsourced bookkeeper or CPA or tax accountant. And that messaging has allowed us to serve the $2 million and up uh, crowd exclusively for the last three to four years maybe five years and that's sort of our reputation now is to hit the higher the higher grossing more complex customers and um yeah really really happy to be in that world where where people are really excited to pay your bill
0: well congrats on hitting the 100 employee mark that is a vanity metric Right, because you could be making no money doing right. that. But <laughs> yeah. there aren't that many cloud, what I would call cloud accounting firms that have hit that. It's like you guys and Acuity and, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, Aprio Cloud. Like, not yeah, that many. Yeah, that not that many. Of. So, uh, and, also, and also, you're, you're not um, VC-backed, right? So, yeah. you've done it organically. You've done it legitimately. You're yeah, not just since, since pouring money into a hole. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, cool. okay, great. Good intro. So, let's talk about no code for... <laughs> The listeners that are not familiar with the term, and and I probably could use a refresher. I mean, what does no code mean? There's no, and there's code. So (laughs) does that mean that we can make applications without code?
1: It's like fill in the blank. Make it what you want it to mean. Uh, I actually think no code is like an undeveloped word. It's one of these things that hasn't been finished yet, and it, it just kind of stuck. So you'll you'll see it everywhere, right? Twitter is full of the hundred days of no code, and everybody getting you know excited about different apps. I mean, that's I think it's amazing that that people are doing that and, and expanding their horizons. But like every single person in tech, there's issues <laughs> that that people have with the word and the vernacular because words are important. So yeah. the way that we the way that we think about it is. We want to help people, and we want to build stuff for them, and we'll do it however we can. And the term today that people use is no-code, or low-code, or visual development, or some combination of those three. And anyone you say sounds silly. So you're kind of damned if you do, and damned if you don't. So we use the word no-code for purely seo and for like initial recognition of like something different because we're not hiring a two hundred thousand dollar developer and having three of them on staff and trying to build a you know something in react or something we're literally using all the tools that everybody else is getting into but having dedicated people to do it to do two simple things one sell services to existing and new clients and two build out our own internal tech to us. That's no code
0: with lots so, of code. Give me some examples. It, it, okay. With not, <laughs> lots of code, uh, but less code, maybe low code is another term, right? That's yeah. a little, I, less I think sexy, efficiency but, and
1: quickness is, is yeah. the, is the biggest benefit. I mean, if you wanted to go through, was that your question to go through some examples?
0: Yeah. Make it real for us. What are some examples of no code projects that you are working on?
1: Yeah, sure. So on, on the client, on the client side or, Actually, I have to go internal. Yesterday, our head of HR came to us and said we have I don't know what it was, 120, 115 year-end tax filing uh, slips in Canada. They're called T2200s. They mean like they're declarations of people's expenses and reimbursement policies and things like that. So that if the government ever needed to check a tax return, they could verify it with you know employer-specific information. In the past, mail merging, a little bit of tech to try to help get the PDFs up and running, you know, do your best. Inside of 25 minutes, I was able to put together an IntegraMAT scenario that took data from the Google Sheet. It pinpointed all the X and Y axes on the PDF of where things needed to be filled out, had all of the employees' personal emails, and was able to go through and create all the PDFs, send them off to them inside of half an hour, that would have been a, a full day if not, of someone else doing that manually, right? So it's a yeah. s- very, very simple issue, but it's it's more like, hey, I need something quick. What what can happen on the on the other side of things? One of my favorites is is using Google Sheets to create zero invoices. So familiar with App Script in in Google? Uh, there's lots of ways that you can start a webhook, right, in order to allow something else to talk to your Google Sheet. So we have one where if a data validation cell says yes, you go to the menu that says send to somewhere. You can customize where you want it to send to. doesn't matter if there's one or a thousand. It sends them all off into an IntegraMAT scenario and then runs them all through and does all the conditionals and routings and arrays and everything you need. Then it shows up in zero exactly how you want it. Could be sent off to the people. Could have notes made in in the actual body of the email. Can use the right themes based on the type of contact. You're literally endless opportunities of taking people's old systems and putting them back into the systems that you need. And you're like immediately like accounting sexy to the people that you're working with.
0: Yeah, that is. I'm getting turned on right now just hearing about that. (laughs) Turn your camera Uh, off. Turn your camera off. (laughs) (laughs) So. Integramat, that's the tool you just mentioned that twice. Is that your tool of choice for no code? I mean, tell me I've, about it. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do you know about Integramat?
0: Not th- really. I've heard the term, I've heard the name, but I don't know anything. Integramat to me is it's like a
1: grown up Zapier. And for people that use it a lot, they may or may not agree. But I think if you think about how easy it is to start a Zap and to move data between different systems, IntegraMap makes everything visual. So you have what they call a scenario, and it's on a canvas that's infinite. And then you can start to plug and play different circles or nodes, and those will allow you to make conditionals and filters and routers and essentially do anything you'd want to do and put it anywhere you want to put it very visually and very quick. Zapier, you can't really clone or copy a step and then use it again. In zero, you can not only, well, let's just say you can do that in, in Integromat.
0: Got it. So it kind of th- makes me think, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm a big HubSpot user, having been on the marketing side for a few years, and there's these True. automations you can build where you can visually, you know, program things to happen when certain things, conditions are met. Is that we what build? we're talking about? Yeah, here?
1: like, you you know, HubSpot, HubSpot deals and opportunities and things like that. Mm-hmm. We've used that with one client to set up Stripe recurring transactions including user variables, because they didn't want to use stuff that was on the market. And they had some really unique contracting stuff. So not only would it update and deal with credits, but it would also manage and, you know, cancel and create things in Stripe based off of what's happening in HubSpot.
0: So what led you to create this team, this initiative? Was it client demand? Was it you playing around with it for your own firm? Like, Think,
1: think back to when, when, to when me? you had your, your cloud source, like
0: imagine all the times that
1: you wish you could have just used something that you wanted to build instead of what was available back in 2013 and 14, <laughs> like t- tell me you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't just dive into it back then. Right.
0: Well, and we, and we did actually at the time we built our own practice management, not practice management, our client portal. We mm-hmm. built our own client portal using a tool called uh, it was from Citrix, Citrix bought it. And I forget what it was called, but there, you know, we didn't have like client hub and canopy and the other, uh, the carbon, they didn't mm-hmm. exist. So we had to basically build our own. Was it on top of share file or,
1: or a different tool?
0: It was, uh, I forget the name of it now. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's been a while, but it was basically good. like you could, yeah. you could kind of build your own workspaces to share with clients and then have tasks and it's we awesome. would plug it into Zapier to auto generate the tasks. But it's like this is the same kind of thing but you're taking another step
1: yeah just with like six or eight years more of like mainstream tech on top of it like your brain would just go nuts today if you had to look at all the alternatives out there i think my brain did go a little nuts and i was like i i can't be doing all this other stuff in the firm and think about this full time if that happens so we made a lot of switches And, and i think this is something that everyone struggles with it's like how much effort do you put into something versus how fast do you move and f- for us i had the ability to spend extra time like <laughs> it was i guess you could say it was like our firm so like pretty invested in it and when it came to planning i knew there was a gentleman in the firm who was incredibly into this stuff very smart gone from bookkeeper to trainer, to head trainer, and he was just super primed. His name's Matt Kennedy, and he is now our product manager. And it took a good seven, eight months for him to transition out of the trainer role because we needed to hire up. He needed to train those people. We still have lots and lots of complicated tech and training that exists with our existing customer base. And you have to find that happy medium between... New and innovative versus keeping and and making your existing customers happy. So I got to play and got an eight-month head start on him. And what's really cool is that like he's there and more now because he's been working full time, taking a lot of courses, building and troubleshooting a lot of problems. So, you know, we're we're working with, you know, over a hundred or more different client specific scenarios in Integramat and Zapier that have been released just since October. And just gives you an idea of the scale of this.
0: It makes so much sense because we're already doing it internally in our firms to try to automate manual yeah. processes. If you're already doing it internally, why not create a product out of it that you can also sell to your clients? It kind of reminds me of how some firms, mostly larger firms, will use their own marketing department and offer services to clients, right? Why not? If they've yeah. got capacity, take it on. This is with the uh, the, the dev team, the no-code dev team. 100%. So how do you price it? How do you price no code when uh, you're talking to clients like like cuz those projects can be difficult
1: sure. scope. I think this also comes back to how you how you believe in pricing theory. Like what is what is your pricing theory belief? Is it is it time based? Is it, you know, the proverbial value based? Is it markup? Is it let's see what what hits. For for me personally, I treat this pricing very loose and I, I think of it as if we can attract new customers because of it, where they might have spent a thousand to two thousand dollars less with another firm in the market, we won because a year, two, three, four years are gonna go by and there's gonna be lots of increases and in work that, that that comes out of it. If we can keep an existing customer from graduating and going up to a large ERP or putting in a finance team because we can delay that by putting in better tech, that is better for everybody, right? I so, see, yeah, So I, looking I at it holistically. It's, you've got to, right? So for, for us, yeah. the ones that we have priced and added on have been an increase to their monthly plan with that included, not as a separate line item.
0: Including no code as something we'll help you with, not a separate line item, not separate projects. Yeah, that's it makes right. so much sense.
1: Yeah. And when yeah. a separate project does happen, that's scoped out, it's added onto the monthly price. And then we're essentially their support, maintenance builders and it 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 it's fun. Like you, I'll tell you, you keep I, haven't, it I haven't, too. Yeah. You keep it working, you you know, things go down all the time. We're trying a whole bunch of new like alert systems for errors across lots of different no-code tools i mean we're we're in early days like people that were doing this stuff three or five years ago eight years ago the world's just changed like i I always stayed out of it because i thought it was a little goofy like all right set up a google drive folder awesome like you just saved yourself a little bit of time amazing but like it's it's not necessarily something you'd go and sell your clients on as a, as a holistic big you know add $2000 to your bill kind of thing. But I think now the tech is there and it's been there for yeah. a few years and it's just
0: it's, well, it's, and it's it's ripe. Especially with the talent shortage among all professionals, it's hard to find it's hard to find anybody to do anything in a business. So if you can automate some of this stuff for people and they don't have to go out and hire more admin staff, you've just saved them a bundle of money.
1: I mean, it's mainstream so, a bit. I I'm uh, yeah. I'm really close to you now. I'm over in uh in Palm Springs. So we're only a couple hours away oh, Yeah, and uh, decided to snowboard down here for the winter. And I was at the, <laughs> people in Canada are going to kill me. Uh, I was at the pool and the hot tub <laughs> at the, uh, at the RV place here. And uh, there was a guy at the other end and we just struck up a conversation. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, I was a developer, but I just kind of hated it. It was just so much work. And I just wanted to give this all up so I could travel a bit. And I said, You know, have you like what do you want to do? He goes like, I just want to get an easy developer job. There's so many out there. He he asked me, he's like, have you heard of like no code, low code stuff? And we just hit it off. And like in the middle of nowhere here, he's he he hadn't really heard of Bubble or you know any of the tools that like we might look at as like pretty pretty you know part of the hundred days of no code or just standard tools. He's like, you know what? I'll just go get certified this week and see what happens. So we've got a, we've got a little uh, calendar date to, to talk next week to see if anything <laughs> happens, but I mean, it, it's coming mainstream for sure. That's
0: great. And, and, and bubble is one I've also heard of. I don't know too much about that one is advertised as I can create a full functioning application on their yeah. platform. Do you buy that? Does that actually work? Yeah.
1: I think this is where yeah. we can start to, to get into it because I was so skeptical. I, I think you are, you are. Absolutely right to be skeptical on any of your your questions on this one. I've seen firsthand things that move millions of records on Bubble. Um, You know, a million. Well, there's a a recent guy that posted he did 100 1.6 million page views on Bubble uh, with something like 10 million records. I've never run into any issues with the apps that we've built on Bubble. I think we have like three or four of them right now, and they're just as fast they're kind of ugly like they really don't look that great but there's some really cool plugins that were just released actually well, yesterday to make I was it look pretty say,
0: then it's it's perfect for accounting and finance because <laughs> the apps that we use are as ugly as sin right? <laughs> welcome I to mean, 2002 you, again yeah uh, have you seen concur lately <laughs> it's uh, the same as I, it was 20 years ago right
1: yeah is that the tweet uh-huh. that was like 170 billion dollar market cap and it looks like this
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, it's my favorite. It's always, it's and it, whenever a developer posts something like that, it's always Concur because that's the one enterprise application that they all have to deal with <laughs> and they <laughs> hate it so much. All the user interface designers have to use Concur to submit their expense reports. Yeah. Look, it's, just, I, it's just horrific. It's horrific. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'll give you a quick yeah. example. Uh, this job board is nothing more than fun. It's, it's to say, you know, if you're a firm and you want to be around other firms like you and you want to attract like you want to put yourself out there for people that are specifically looking to work with firms like, we'll call it us. It's a place. But it's kind of like, it's only a week old right now. So, so, re, so everyone in the U.S., the, the job board. You're talking about people, the job board, the the job board that you created. Yeah, the cloudaccountingjobs.com. And what happened was everybody in the U.S. that was posting was like, we think, not everybody, like 80% said, we think in jobs of hourly, but maybe pay annually. And or we want to do project work or gig work, and those are absolutely hourly on our our psyche. And I was like, oh crap! I didn't really build out the hourly part. It was all just salary. So we went back, and inside of four hours, we're able to change all the database tables, do some math, and some workflows in the back end so that it's always going to be going to be matched. Added a minimum salary piece instead of a range, because really, what you're looking for in a job is a minimum salary, not a range and released it and it's like what in what world can you custom design that type of thing in a no code tool if it's not already there like that would be really yeah. hard to do in softer or stacker it would of have these taken amb- you a
0: month to do that at the best or, yeah. or it
1: would have been impossible yeah. or you'd have to write your right. own code snippet and put it in and have it like an html component inside of it but like right, with right. bubble four hours in and out and you're done
0: that's amazing This episode of the Earmark podcast is sponsored by Clockwork, the most refreshing FP&A platform for QuickBooks Online and zero companies. Clockwork makes financial modeling easy. Automatically and within minutes, Clockwork creates custom AI-powered financial projections, cash flow forecasts, dashboards, scenario planning, and one-click driver-based forecasting for near-immediate value. Tasks that take days or weeks with other tools take just minutes with Clockwork. On top of that, hourly updates out of QuickBooks Online and Xero make sure you never have to manually update another actual again. Here's a special offer from Clockwork. You can't lose. Go to clockwork.ai and start a free trial. If it takes longer than five minutes to get your automatic forecasts, they'll give you $100. That's clockwork.ai. So let's talk about the job board then. Why create your own job board how is it different than all the other job boards that are out there have you hired off of
1: the aggregator sites recently
0: (laughs) no i've been fortunate where all of my we're up to like four people at earmark now and they've all fallen into my lap so i am very lucky um and it was kind of similar that way with cloud sourced accounting is that that was my firm uh years ago was we we got a reputation And so people found us. So I I never dealt with the struggle of hiring with recruiters or using job boards. So tell, maybe you'll have to educate (laughs) me on that. Sounds like, sounds like a big pain point. I said like
1: ebbs and flows. I think that's, that's exactly how it is. I'm still surprised when, when accounting students and accountants come around and they're like, they really don't know that firms, I I keep saying like us, but like, what is it? The two to 5% of firms that consider themselves innovative and think about pricing theory and think about tech and think about alternative work environments. I mean, you know the stat better than I would, but it's got to be less than yeah five or 8%, it's right? A,
0: yeah. It's less, certainly less than 10%. You know, I'd probably put it closer to five. Yeah. Great. Of really, so, I mean, really innovative cloud firms. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the
1: accountants out there may not know that these types of firms really exist. And to us, yeah. it's baffling, but when you talk to really great people and you're like, how did you not know this? <laughs> and they're like, well, it's just not the world we live in. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So how do we like get to the world where you live in? You live on Indeed and Monster and recruiters and, you know, job boards from your, from Facebook and, you know, Google jobs and LinkedIn jobs. You're like, okay, cool. So you go and we looked around all of them and we're like, okay, got it. So like, here's where accountants find their jobs. Um, they can read descriptions they can see sometimes salary ranges but like almost never you definitely can't search by perk or by you know if they're an apple or a mac place or if they're a google or a, or a microsoft firm so like wouldn't it be cool if accountants that were passively looking for work or working for work would have a place to do that so right now there's 12 or 13 different search criteria and they work. you know they they they, they go from like job location and type like work, remote, physical location, hybrid. There's the salary range. There's uh, the type like CFO, accountant, tax, that kind of thing. Uh, City, right? Um, But most of what's kind of cool is that the the ones that I find most interesting are like like the app. Hey, you want to find something that is a zero firm or that offers zero as a thing because you're a zero person. Just put zero in the accounting app search and all the jobs from zero or that have people that work with zero will show up. Same thing with like Giraffe or Melio or Relay or all of these other tools that exist in our world. You put those into the search, the jobs show up. So it's kind of cool. Like right now, there's there's a few firms. I, sh- I should probably look onto it, but there's like, um, like Joe's Good Measure, there's System 6, there's High Rock, there's a bunch of Canadian firms on there. Uh, and I mean, this is open to anyone in the world that wants to use it. And it's only been a week or two. So it's kind of cool to see the early adopters show up and put themselves out there and really stand up for, for salary transparency and the things that I really believe in.
0: And like, I, I hope this takes off. This is awesome. I just searched for a fully remote freelance contractor gig type job in the US. And I found a remote staff accountant slash bookkeeper role with uh, statin CPA. And they use Zero and QBO and NetSuite and additional apps include Bill.com, Google Suite, Asana, Microsoft Suite, HubSpot. This is great because so many of us now don't want to work at a firm that doesn't use the tools that we like and we're used to. So now you're, you're adding that and it's going to take, I feel like LinkedIn will get there, but it'll take them five more years before they figure this out. So you've, and, and this is free. You just, you said this is free yes. for any, any firm can post a job. Yeah. Like how can you charge for something when there's no audience? It's a standard
1: marketplace yeah. dilemma, right? So right. The, the goal is, is that if you want to feature yourself, you know, pay yeah. a couple hundred bucks and be on the front page. No problem. Is that worth it when there's only 20, 30 or 40 jobs? No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but if there's like a <laughs> cool. hundred or 400, let's, let's keep this free for as long as we possibly can until there's, there's a bit of a, uh, a transition into it's harder to find the right job. And then if we charge, there is pricing on the <laughs> front page. It's super reasonable. Like, of course, it's subscription based. So, you know, one job, three jobs, unlimited jobs, and the max you'd pay is three or four hundred bucks a month. If we get to this place sometime in the next mm. year, where there's there's that information. Um, nice. But yeah, I, again, my hope is that if we do ever make any money off this, it just goes back into advertising and it gets more eyeballs on the site. And it could take years, or it could flop a hundred percent and not go anywhere. But unless you try.
0: The the good news is you built this on Bubble using no code or low code, and therefore it wasn't a huge, crazy investment. And and that's I think that's one of the that's one of the beautiful things about this technology, is you can build products to test out ideas. That's where I get really excited about no code. I have an idea. I think this is a brilliant app. It could be worth a billion dollars. Well, what was my what was my uh, previous, you know, path to that? It would be spend at least a hundred thousand dollars building the MVP yeah. and try to get customers. Now I could spend ten thousand dollars of my time or whatever I don't know and build it. Yeah, or so, or hire somebody off Upwork
1: to build the the, the shell for you. Like <laughs> there's for some like a
0: thousand dollars. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: and then get really com- familiar with some plugins that you can drag and drop complete apps in and then just change your data sources yeah. and move around.
0: Yeah. And and the agility is really exciting. The ability to pivot like you did when the market demanded some other data point and you didn't have it, you were able to very quickly adjust.
1: Yeah. And look, That's when neat.
0: you guys have the accounting conferences stuff, right? Is that you or David? David does a website called accounting conferences. Is it accountingconferences.com? Let me double check. Yes. I think so. Yeah. And and that's he does all that with built, Airtable.
1: That's built on Airtable, right? And he has the yeah. the automatic tweets that go out when there's updates and there's things mm-hmm. popping up. Like that's No Code. <laughs> like if you wanted to yeah, get co- it, yeah, if you wanted to get even, yeah. even more, like you could put that up to a Webflow CMS and have like this beautifully designed site for almost nothing. Um, but like it's it's really great. I I follow accounting conferences on Twitter just to get an idea of what's coming up. It's a, it's a great little service. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's fun because David didn't build it with the intent of making money from it. It was, uh, and I'm talking about David Leary, my co-host of the Cloud Accounting Podcast. He built this because he maintains a spreadsheet of this every year uh, for his job, which is to go to all the accounting conferences on behalf of his company uh, to promote their product. And so, he was doing it anyway. He said, well, maybe I can create some value for people and get some publicity for the Cloud Accounting Podcast. and he put this up in like a week, I think. So, uh, and I use it now. So <laughs> to, to keep track of, you know, like I don't have to maintain my own calendar anymore. I just go yeah, here and we, I see.
1: We all shouldn't, right? Like let's yeah. like, let's make this the place where we all keep track of stuff.
0: So so uh, those URLs for our listeners is uh, accountingconferences.com. And then Chad, your job board is called cloudaccountingjobs.com. You got it. Let's talk about building your own practice management software, this <laughs> sure. This bullet point, you, you told me we were going to talk about this today. And I thought, uh-oh, has Chad Davis gone off the deep end? Because I know that's such an enormous thing to do. And I'm wondering, I'm sure you have a good reason mm-hmm. that you'll tell me. I'm wondering why Why go to the trouble of it when there are a lot of solutions now? I When I had my firm five, ten years ago, solutions were pretty poor. But we've got We've got a lot uh, now. You can go and just search carbon, accounting got, practice management yeah.
1: software. Lysio, yeah. Canopy, all, all the big ones, right? Yeah. So we're a carbon firm. Love project management in it. But if you ever, there was, a, there was a tweet, I forget who did Maybe it was Jason, Jason Stats. I think you might've put this out there. He's like, have you ever tried to change an email address in your firm and then update it like what- across... Fifteen different apps <laughs> for, for for a user, right? If someone has to change their address, like how does oh, yeah, that actually yeah. work, right? Right. So, right. like, we're no different, right? We have project management side of things, document management apps, portals, all the stuff, um, and we keep it in Carbon, right? But man, you got to keep it up in all the other places. So we looked into HubSpot and Salesforce, and you know, keeping a standard CRM and then pushing that out to everything else. And for those of you that have gone the Salesforce route, like you know, it's expensive. It's a whole other language to do that work. HubSpot's amazing. It's either free or expensive, but still gives you what you want, and you can still push it out, but you're still limited to like the push.
0: Yeah, we we used HubSpot for our support for mm-hmm. Giraffe when I was there, and yeah. I mean, it's amazing as a support tool, but it's kind of it's not practice management. You could never run a practice on it. You could right. do support ticketing but yeah
1: right so if you look at like the problem the problem is that employees at a company like at an accounting firm have multiple places to do things and for us personally again this is only about our personal experience the we have, we have an onboarding team we have a that has three or four people on it we have a customer success side we have a trainer side we have office admins office managers and right there is about eight to fifteen people that's keeping the administration of the firm up and running all the time, filing taxes, putting it into portals, doing the work, moving things around, sales proposals, you know, tax returns—the whole shebang. So we're like, what if we could put everything into a place where it cuts all of their work down, no matter what the process is, and then allows for us to build our own tools for things that aren't working so well for us. So we broke this down into five major categories. So like the CRM is the is the big one, but now we can have complete control over it. That CRM goes right into sales, so we can start taking data. I don't know if you've ever tried to put in sales data an, from an accounting sale into a project management system, but I, I don't know about other firms, but I take about 120 to 150 points of data and not like extracted from a system to look yeah. at transactions, but like, growth plans and shareholder, you know, uh, breakdowns and, you know, plans for the future and revenue process and stripe issues and like just all kinds of things during the sales process. And yeah, I wanted to, we, we did that too, but it was
0: a giant text field. <laughs> so yeah. we just copied and pasted. Right,
1: right. So it's that's like, it it's like, how do you create a pricing, uh, component off that, right? A lot of firms use PI, like imagine if your sales data could then Go into PI and do all that work, right? Do you want to P- do P- same PI meaning PI?
0: Practice, prac- practice ignition? Practice ignition. Right? Right? Yeah. Yep, yep. So or like, um, the other,
1: yep. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go proposal, like all uh, those ones. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So the idea was like, let's build our own CRM that allows us to take all of this information. And like designing that database was amazing. You know, you can use. Microsoft products, you can go Dynamics, you can go all the big ways, and that's amazing. Like It's a big project, and you can 100% do that. But now that I kind of know how it's like to build an app and then add these functions in and how they talk to each other, I'm like, okay, let's put a CRM in first, and then from there, we can build out the sales process. But instead of using PI, sorry, guy, um, it's like, let's use that for all the intake data, And then use that to calculate our pricing floors based on all of our capacity management that's also in the app. Then let's build out the pricing presentations with lots of options and deliverables based on the intake data. And then from there, let's create the proposal automatically all through the API and through making things in your own document. And that then feeds into all the missing onboarding information, Mm. all the to-dos for the client portals, all the apps that get created automatically from it, all the user accounts preps up welcome calls with to-do lists. Like that's just one of the five areas that we're trying to build. And to be honest, like it's not taking that long.
0: The tools are exist for you to do this now without it being a huge lift. So so here's the problem that you're solving as I see it. Tell me if I got this right. So yes. We have all these great tools. We have these what I would maybe call point solutions. So practice ignition is a point solution for proposal to getting paid, but great it doesn't solution. connect. It and it's a great solution. I use it. Doesn't connect with. It doesn't connect with my practice management software from using Carbon. It's not going to all that data doesn't flow. Well, it, it into does. It. it does. But it then does. it's
1: but then it's subject to Carbon restrictions, which might mean that you can't put in recurring jobs and have those post out. It may only post the because job because
0: I cannot change. I cannot change carbon's database. They there, have yeah, decided what I can put in there. But there's workarounds. Right.
1: And I think that's, what's great about carbon is like, they recognize this. They have so many good people and they're like, no, 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 here's how you deal with this. And like, they have a plan and they can show you how to work it and it works. Right. But what if it doesn't work for you specifically? That's the, that's the only so, thing we're so, trying to get it.
0: So are you replacing these apps or are you building a layer that connects them on L- top of To
1: the beginning? It's a layer that connects. Them. I I couldn't, live without carbon in our farm right now. And it's yeah. it's fantastic. I got it. So so it's so, there. So that's it, what Yeah. It'll create the client record, right? From the lead. Yeah. Right. It'll do that. And now we won't have to manage the leads in carbon. We'll manage them in our own system.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then all the clean data will stay in our own system. And then the individual records, the group records, the organization records, company records, they'll all go into carbon.
0: Got it. You're gluing these all together. You're providing like this uh, I'm I'm visualizing it as like um, when you plug, like when you're putting together a computer, yeah, right. You're you're creating this framework where you can plug in these apps and and ensure the data flows the way you want it to in the most efficient way without having to manually do it. Yeah, like
1: you have lots of friends that are accounting firm owners. They probably have hundreds of thousands of clients combined <laughs> that have this idea of like active, inactive, which apps are being used. Oh, I wish I could segment my groups like this. You did marketing at a lot of companies. Segmentation is super important. Imagine being able to say, show me all the people that haven't logged into Dext in the last six months (laughs) uh, that are active clients on the west coast of Canada. And you have this all in your stuff. You can't get that from carbon. You can't get that from, you you can't get that from these other places. You might be able to get it from HubSpot if you put a lot of work in. I know some people are using Airtable to segment their, you know, which clients use which tools, but like, that's the goal is to just kind of keep it all together. And, and to wrap that up, I mentioned five, but only talked about one customer service with like year end prep and doing that kind of stuff, um, account balance confirmations, we've got a client portal built, uh, all the marketing stuff to be able to deal with internal and external newsletters, and then the integrations into the others, into the other systems.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I, if it works. I look forward to if it works. Well, wh- when it when it works, I want to see it. I would yeah. love to get a peek. Let's do a follow up, and we'll do a screen share. All right, we'll do a screen share that time. Um, special YouTube edition of the mm-hmm. podcast. So let's talk about this uh, this last item here that I'm eager to discuss with you, given the trend in the profession to perhaps move away from the traditional partner model. Yep you mentioned that you are restructuring your corp to allow for employee ownership. Yeah,
1: that's expensive.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how, so uh, how are you set up now or how were you set up before you began this? Yeah. So last year we made a promise to the team that there would be a new
1: structure and the new structure would allow for ownership and or profit sharing. So to do that in Canada as a partnership Pretty impossible. Partnership units are issued out, and they're usually held by professional corps, and all the profits, you know, distributed evenly between the partners, and you know, maybe after some income partner stuff. But with the way it was structured, it just legally impossible for people to own equity uh, in, the, in that. So we've spent, uh, and I joke this, not like the better part of a year working with lawyers um, to make sure that what we're doing is legit and allowed. And, um, we didn't really talk about this that much, but in Canada, you weren't allowed to be a remote firm back when you and I started, it was, it was illegal because the code of conduct required a placard in a physical address where people could visit you.
0: You you are shitting me. You had to have, you had to have a shingle. Yeah. Or like, an address. Like we say, cause we say address, here, yeah. I don't know if you say this in Canada, but we say in the U S right. You hang up your shingle. Yeah. And that, that was when you got your own office. Yeah. You yeah. had yeah, to
1: be able to be like accessible. Right. So from day one, yeah. like J- Josh was in Tel Aviv, um, living his best life. I was in Halifax in my basement and <laughs> who's Josh uh, Josh is my business partner, Josh. Slack. And, got um, <laughs> when, <laughs> um, when, when we, formed the firm we were the first firm that combined uh cpas and cmas in canada which was really cool um and then like that was was cool enough but then when we got to to operating we're like oh crap we can't do this so we went to cpa canada and said so we're Gonna operate this way? Are you in or out? <laughs> Do you want to be with us or against us? And at the time, there was a, a president called uh, Joy, Joy Thomas, and she had a lot of different people that were very forward thinking. And she's like, you know what? We're in. So we operated essentially illegally uh, from a licensure perspective for about two years. But we were able to sit on a lot of committees, a lot of boards, a lot of regulation. And then They did the hard work of changing the code of conduct and all of the requirements to allow for virtual firms to operate remotely. And then we got designated as the first firm to allow certification for CPAs without really ever meeting them. And that was a cool milestone. So it just feels like you're always getting pushed up against a lot of these barriers Mm -hmm. with the evolution of your firm. And, um, the next one here is is employee ownership. So we do Does have a way... Does
0: anyone do this in Canada now? Is that yeah, very it paved, unusual?
1: Yeah, it, it paved the way. There's a few firms at West and BC that got certified as remote firms and can 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 offer up a certification. Um, and some other like bigger mid-sized firms were able to now operate in different provinces. There's still only a few provinces that allow yeah. it, but we got certified in all the ones that did. Okay,
0: so, so back and to the... Uh, so now uh, this employee ownership thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, like that's the next...
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's a great. Like you saw the guy, you know, Kenji was talking about it, uh, very important to them. A couple other firms, Eisner Amper, that was really cool to see like what they're doing on that. Um, yeah, I I hope it becomes more, more of the norm where there's company structures. Like we don't do assurance work, but kind of need the license to attract CPAs to do that kind of work and that Mm -hmm. stuff. So we're, we're figuring this out. The, The unfortunate part is that there is still some gray areas in the law and what we're hoping to do is focus on the employee experience first, up to the limits of the law. So we're at a point now like where what,
0: what would ahead. those limits be? Like you're like you're not allowed as a CPA yeah. firm to yeah. There's to do there's, this? there's still
1: um, there's still authorizations that have to occur, right? So I want to make I, sure that you know that 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 happens well, <laughs> and you know, I get,
0: yeah. I guess, well, because, yeah, because um, CPA firms, I mean, everywhere, pretty much, there's restrictions on who can own them. That's right. And right for here, uh, here in many states, right, you can't have more than 49% of your ownership be non-CPAs. Some states don't allow it at all, I think. I don't that's know right. what it's like where you are. But yeah, so, yeah, how so do the you goal offer is... equity when there's those problems? Exactly.
1: Exactly. So yeah. that's why I said it's expensive. Um, uh, so we've been, we've been paying those bills for a while. And then with, uh, with, 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 we're, we're hoping for a summer launch of this. So like when the, when the summer comes, I'd love to like spill the beans on how everything worked out and all of the stuff, but that's why you don't hear that with like even some other firms in the U S there's just, there's just legal navigations you have to go through.
0: Well, so we don't have to talk about then exactly how it's going to work, but I guess I do have a question, which is why do this? Why offer employee ownership in an accounting firm when the partner model has been the way we've done it for so long. What do you think it is? <laughs> well, I, I think it's to, to be more competitive. Yeah. Like, like, is that your number one goal is to attract people? Um, retain. Or is it something else? I think, it's
1: ret- I think it's retain. It's um, The people at live CA are some of the best in the industry. They could have picked any firm. They could have gone to any massive firm that they want to. And they, constantly get bombarded with recruiters and what's kind of cool is that a lot of them share like job offers and things like that with us and it's just it's 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 humbling to know that they want to build something here so the, re- the retention piece is huge so if mm-hmm. if we can if we can offer them what they would either have on their own or in a bigger in a bigger firm with partnership right um yeah. that is that is super important but more importantly, it's not always about the CPAs. Our firm is made up of absolutely more than that, right? There's all kinds yeah, of yeah. bookkeepers, AP, payroll, office admin, training, tech, development, um, support. We've got QA work. Like, there's just so many pr- people that need, like, that could have jobs anywhere else. And if you can offer them that retention bonus, which is essentially saying, hey, if you're here and you're earning and, and the value of live C is going up, like you should play a part in this. And you're no stranger to that with all the companies that you've kind of <laughs> dealt with, right? With, with options yeah, and well, you know, investing and things.
0: I gave, I gave big public accounting a shot because I had this idea, oh, you know, I built a small firm, I could go to a bigger firm and be a partner real fast and make a lot of money. But then I got there, and the path to partner, the path to equity was so I mean it was it was non-existent in the sense that I couldn't see it at all it was it was a stick around for a long time or a while and, and then we'll tell you more. yeah you know, and that's just not appealing to somebody who's really uh, ambitious and wants to build something for themselves and not have to wait until they get to the director level or partner level to be able to share in that yeah you know? and, I, and ideally especially there's when both. you compare right. There's, yeah. there's, profit Ideally, there's and both equity. partnerships. No, there's profit sharing, sharing, yeah. profit sharing and, and, equity. and equity. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, you know, I know there's part of me that's, you know, like thinks like, why is it that only the partners in the firm get to benefit in the profit share and the equity generally, like in a lot of cases and the staff are just hired helpers. Like that seems to me like an old fashioned sort of thing, like a, a very, in a very, I don't know, unjust thing in many ways, considering like how, uh, just how, how firms are so segregated in terms of like, who are the partners, right? It's 85% white males and then everybody else. And only those, you know, those, those partners, those old white men get to participate in the equity. It's gross. And I saw it, I saw it myself when I was in the firm. It's like, it was, the path was so easy for me. And I was like, what? I... I, (laughs) I wanted, you know, like part of me thought, oh, I'm so smart, right? I'm I'm so great. That's why they're laying out the red carpet. But then a part of me wonders, like maybe it's just because I looked like these guys, because there were some really talented people who didn't look like me that that were not like me that that had been sitting around for a long time and still hadn't gotten anywhere. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I support that.
0: Um, so I got to ask you um, before we go. We're almost out of time. A few more questions, because you know, I mean. The whole the whole RV adventure thing, like I know that you've done interviews, you've talked about like this lifestyle that you have where you take your family right. around the world, around the continent. What's your favorite spot? What's your favorite uh, RV it, spot? It, it, it changes. I think, I
1: think the pandemic changed everything, right? So it, even during the pandemic, we've been in the RV. And for those that like love to camp or travel, like, y- you know, there's certain places in the U.S. that are just gorgeous, right? There's U- southern utah and zion and bryce and like there's you know page arizona with like all the antelope canyon stuff and sedona like you know this area you live
0: here right yeah 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 i live um, here yeah
1: <laughs> the reason we picked palm springs was because there's a hot tub that's fed with a hot spring and it's like yes. 108 degrees uh. And it's amazing. It'll burn your skin, but it's amazing. Um, so we yeah. tend to stay on the West coast uh, Tofino in and Vancouver Island was a, like a super favorite place for, for many years, but then it just kind of got like, okay, we're, we've been here for four years now. Let's just try someplace new. Um, so I, I think anybody that goes in the Southwest area is, is lucky. How do you get good internet? Short answer is I carry Starlink with me. I'm, Doing this call with you on a Verizon grandfathered hotspot f- that I bought off of eBay from some guy who flashed it and treats it like a, a Samsung S7. <laughs> and oh my I, gosh. So I get like I get like a one terabyte hotspot across anywhere in the country. If anybody wants uh-huh. that link, let's put that link in the show notes because okay. it is awesome. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Uh, You'll have I to also send that carry, to me. I will, yep. and I carry an AT&T grandfather passport plan. So those that have been around AT&T for the last two decades know the passport plan is where it's at. You can get unlimited internet in 200 countries up to about 500 to 700 gigs a month. So between those three, I'll always have internet somewhere in
0: the world. That's amazing. Yeah, that was always my... It's gotten better recently with like phone hotspots being so good now, but... It was always my Achilles right. heel when I tried to travel was getting the solid internet access. So you, you
1: figured mm-hmm. it and out. And I carry a couple uh, carry a couple antennas. What's really cool for those of you that are like super tech heads and want to get into antennas and um, like two different SIM cards that you know will give you perfect internet with like no latency issues uh, and switch between the two of them. There's a group called the right. uh, RV Mobile Internet Resource Center or just the Mobile Internet Resource Center. And they have a subscription plan, but also a lot of free options. And they rate and test every antenna, cell phone plan, and booster that exists in the travel world. And you're all set.
0: Wow. Chad Davis, thank you so much for spending the last hour or so with me. It's been a real pleasure. Chad is the co-founder and partner and a partner at Live LLP. And if you want to check out any of the topics we've mentioned, the, the links to those sites, such as the job board and the no-code uh, page on his website, and that, that we'll get that Wi-Fi router, the cel- cellular router there uh, deal in there, uh, head to the show notes and take a look and connect with Chad. Chad, is there, uh, is there any social media you prefer in particular, places where you like to connect with people online?
1: Yeah. I think recently I've been just posting some, uh, like Descript videos of me walking through the apps and the build processes and stuff on Twitter. So you go to at Chad Davis, there's lots of, well, there's some videos there now and I'll be posting them a couple times a week, just running through some of the tools and the scenarios. And, um, yeah. And if you want to get into this too, you know, you've been promoting Jason's, you know, intro to no code stuff on the, uh, the YouTube channel for your free CPE. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll second that. Uh, Go check out the guy. He's stellar.
0: Yeah, and and that is the Jason Stats YouTube series. It's going to be eight videos total coming out on Earmark for free CPE. Same as this episode. So if you uh, are listening and you have a CPE requirement, let's say you're a CPA or a CMA and you need to get continuing education credit, you can download the Earmark CPE app, search for Earmark CPE in the App Store or go to earmarkcpe.com download the app for apple or android find this episode on the earmark channel and then take a short quiz and you will get your cpe and chad it works for you in canada right sure does all right so both our canadian and u.s listeners uh cpas and cmas can get credit we're working on the eas as well but there's a a reporting requirements the irs they like to be a little bit more big brother about it. So we got to figure out how to connect our app. Maybe I could use some no-, no code for that. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Chad, great talking with you. And hope to have you back you again too. soon.
1: You'll see it you, like...